Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 337, March 5th, 2020. 72 degrees was the high on this day in 2000. And it was 14 below in 1960. And one additional note on this day in 1915, 11 inches of snow. Oh. And now. Wait, did you do the lows? Huh? You didn't give me the sign. Did you do the lows? 14 below in 1960. There we go. Should we Thank start you. over? And now, <laughs> from the mayor's office, I'm above the boathouse Clearly. on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. November 26 was the last time there was less than an inch of snow on the ground officially in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, that's in Minnesota. That is a streak of 98 days. That streak just ended. With our above-freezing temperatures becoming more consistent the last couple of weeks, the snow is gradually compacting and then melting. Now there is officially just a trace of snow in the metro for the first time in a while. In fact, we just finished our longest snow cover streak since the winter of 2013-2014. All right. I didn't know that. Did you? I did not know that, sir. I didn't know that. Honestly, I didn't know we kept such track. Well, this things. has been our longest stretch in a while. It's certainly nowhere close to the longest. The longest streak was 136 days in 1965. Hmm. Uh, John, you will recall what happened in 1965. The other two I was born. fellows in here are too young. I was born. Flooding here, right? Major yes. flooding in 1965. I was in North Dakota then. In fact, it was so... So flooded. How flooded was it? We were let out of high school to go fill sandbags in Stillwater. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember doing it alongside uh, band members of a group called the Morticians. <laughs> they were a very good local group. Very good. Bad name, but local yes, group. Yeah. Did, are they, the, you said they had a hearse, right? Did they? They carried equipment Oh, they did. There? Sure, right. just like Annie Gaylor in her 1959 <laughs> Pontiac ambulance hearse. Speaking of Annie... You coincidentally have something about her? I do. <laughs> huh. She didn't know my mind would work so brilliantly. Nice job, John. As we record this, GLers, uh, Warren, Senator Warren, is facing microphones in what looks like uh, her front yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still has not said, though, at this point, who she's throwing her support behind. A school resource officer in Wynn, Arkansas, is going viral for his daily act of kindness. This is Positive Thursday, isn't it? It is. Yes, sponsored it is. by, by Schoonover over Body Works and Glass. For his daily act of kindness each morning before school starts. Deandra Warren, a police officer in charge of protecting hundreds of students, kindergarten through high school, gets out of his patrol car while still off duty, stands at the base of the flagpole, and bows his head in prayer for the students, teachers, custodians, cafeteria workers, his wife, his three daughters, and the nation. Warren's 21-year-old daughter, DeAndrea, told Fox News she shared the powerful image on her Facebook page Saturday to highlight that not all officers are the same and that there are good people in the world, especially her dad. It means a lot to me because his passion and love for his students is hard to explain, she said. His actions show it all. Every student is like another son or daughter to him because he treats them as his own child. The 40-year-old officer has had a big impact on the students in the community, fist-bumping and high-fiving students in the hallways and putting smiles on their faces. 
He will go far and beyond to make sure all the kids are happy and felt loved, his daughter said. He is an angel from heaven and just sent to do God's work. And there's it's, it's, the story is going viral. He started praying at the uh, flagpole in 2015, inspired by the Bible verse 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. I only mention this because how long before Annie gets in the 1959 Pontiac Ambulance Hearse yeah, uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, turns on the cherry bulb on top and races down to Wynn, <laughs> Arkansas, and said, this must stop. This must be stopped. This is a violation of something. In my cartoon bu- uh, bubble, she's on the interstate, speed limit 70. She's doing 49. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, just, just barely moving along. <laughs> So uh, if I'm seeing the captions right here, Such, she is not endorsing anybody yet. Maybe later, I think, the yeah. captions. She, are, she yeah. wants to uh, think about it. I'm following along on Twitter, and I'm seeing nothing. Anybody but Bernie. <laughs> Repulsive. What do you think she means by uh, she wants to think about it? And she'll, Do you think she wants to be courted? Well, there's only two left to court her. Bernie and uh, Bernie's not the courting type. No. Biden is. Yeah. He'll give her, he'll give her a little. He'll give her a little. Uh, a little something. A little something. Uh, something. Some sort of appointment sm- somewhere. Some, some kind of little smooch. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of those uh, Uncle Joe hugs. Did anybody fall for the? Uh, I shouldn't say fall for it. The guy has to have him hauled around in a wheelbarrow. Uh, Nick Walenda. Walking oh, across a volcano. I, it was on in my house. I didn't see the whole thing. But, I, I uh, saw the build-up to it, but I did not see the event. Well, it, it turns out, uh, you know, social media is the sixth ring of hell, and it unleashes these. It unleashes horrible, horrible human beings to make horrible, horrible comments. And basically on social media, he was criticized for having a uh, safety uh, cable. In the what did they want him to do? Die in the in the molten lava? They're they're actually angry that he didn't fall off and die. Oh, God. it was in Nicaragua, and he went across uh, some kind of volcano that was just uh, it was a horror show to look at it. Then toxic gases were rising, and you could see the red lava uh, boiling and in, in in turmoil, eighteen hundred feet below him. And he walked across the damn type, uh, tight wire. Tight, I, what do you call it? When I walk, tight wire? Tight rope. But well, it's a wire. Wire, yeah, yeah. It looks like a cable. It's almost okay. as big well, as a two-by-four. Speaking, speaking of Annie Gaylor, and my brother pointed this out, he was shocked that ABC, ABC did this. Obviously, it was a big primetime special. Uh, and, and conveniently enough time between 7 and 9 that Nick just made it in time hmm. at 9 o'clock. I'm not saying it was a trick. He did it, but holy mackerel. In any event, all the way across, he was going, praise Jesus. Come on, Lord. Well, Come on, Lord. Help me. Help me here. I walked through and heard him singing. Yeah, he was singing <laughs> and talking. And and my brother was saying uh, he was shocked that ABC didn't bleep that. Well. <laughs> he was uh, quite, uh, quite vociferous in his praise of the Lord as he walked across. And as much as I... Texted my brother back and said, I, you know, I like the Lord, too, but I don't think he gives a bleep about this guy walking across a <laughs> volcano. Not. You know, I mean, he's got a lot of issues. He's got coronavirus and stuff like that. Uh, it was nifty. It was nifty, especially if you just uh, click to it during the crucial moments uh, while watching the state high school hockey tournament. I felt no need to be glued. No. 
No. Johnny, I felt no need to be glued to it. I watched it. Uh, probably about 10 minutes in three different segments. Mm-hmm. Well, it, this is, I guess this is positive. The St. Paul City Council has unanimously approved an abortion provider's appreciation day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you celebrate? I'm, th- I'm wondering where you have the party. Uh, by a vote of seven to nothing, the council approves, approved a resolution recognizing March 10th as a bo- abortion provider's appreciation day in St. Paul. I wonder if there'll be a parade. The timing of the resolution, which drew no public discussion, was no accident. The U.S. Supreme Court on Wednesday took a case involving a Louisiana law that requires doctors performing abortions to have admitting privileges at, at hospitals no more than 30 miles away. Well, what, is that a bad thing? Uh, well, whatever. There's a lot of uh, smarmy comments on the old social media about this. What, they're not hated enough already, the city council? <laughs> What, the streets have been all fixed? We can do this now? <laughs> Wonder what the meal is for... Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, like no. St. Patrick's Day, you have corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. What do you have on uh, no. abortion providers appreciation day? Food trucks, maybe, that show up down at why, City Hall. Why would you even tempt me? <laughs> <laughs> you lob that one in, and I've got to watch it go Where's by. Where's the bat? Where's the bat? Jeez. Abortion Don't. Providers Appreciation Day. Oh, I Joe? bet there's greeting cards. Joe. Next topic. Joe. Huh? Stop it. You know I have so little self-control. I know you do. You're very weak that way. I was actually, speaking of that, Kenny, I was asked yesterday, uh, the engineers wanted to hear a portion of um, of uh, Tuesday's broadcast when we were talking about the weather, oh. the weather umbrella. They wanted to hear it live. Who wanted to? Uh, the engineers. And really? they laughed harder than I did when you said it. Yeah. I played yeah. it for everybody at my house. It was all the uh, yeah, the engagement ring. Yeah, yeah. One you know what? Best I'm bleeding. Is that a bad sign for coronavirus? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> my surprise. I just scratched oh. myself to the point of bleeding. Leprosy. Yeah. Imagine my surprise when I turn on the TV this morning at 5 a.m. and who do I see doing weather? David Dave? Wally Dahl. Five in the morning. Ken Barlow has the day off. Um, Sam evidently couldn't make it in, uh, and nobody answered their phone except huh. Dave. Dave answered his phone. He drove in. He put on the suit, combed the hair, wow. and did morning TV. Beautiful. You know what that is? It's yeoman service. It sure is. That's yeoman service. That's why you can count on Dave. You, you can, can count on always. Dave. Count on, count on Dave. Dave. Yeah, you, Chris, you can always. I shouldn't even have opened my mouth. Always. God, you people are slow. To you react. can all. I mean, always. Are you Chris. thinking you can always? Always count on you Dave. Can always, always count. And. God, that was a good show. Thanks, folks. I'm, I'm hitting it. Why is it not playing? You can always count on Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo too. That a boy, Chris. <laughs> it's almost like rookies here. <laughs> Here we are. Dave! Woo! Hi, I'm Dave Dahl. I got up at 4.30 this morning. You can always count on uh, Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo from Countryside. Volkswagen, Alfa, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm.
Southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. It's a family. It's a generational ownership. They don't own 115 stores, and they don't take orders from some corporate headquarters somewhere else. This is their deal, and they treat you uh, the way you would expect to be treated by a family business. And what a great selection of my favorite cars, Alfa Romeos, Fiats, and Volkswagens. I've owned uh, a number of Volkswagens. I've owned uh, two Alfa Romeos. I'm uh, sharply eyeballing the Fiat 124. They're clearing out the 2019 Fiat 124s with discounts up to five grand. Plus, they have a great selection of manual transmission 124 Spiders. I don't know. You can get it in automatic. I don't know why you would. It's oh, more fun yeah. uh, in uh, 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 with a... Uh, Manual transmission. The 2020 Volkswagen Tiguan's are on the ground and ready for delivery. And I'm going to tell you one more time. If you're in that market segment where you're considering for you and your family uh, the SUV and the Porsche Macan, Jag F-Pace, Audi Q5, Benz GLC, BMW X3, you really, really, if nothing else, just to open your eyes, go to Countryside and check out the window stickers on the Alfa Romeo Stelvios. I'm currently driving an Alfa Romeo Stelvio. I was shocked when I first became aware of the Alphas, having once again arrived here in the land of the free, in the home of the brave. <laughs> and they're fantastic. The Stelvio is named after a, a mountain road in Italy called the Stelvio. Uh, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. And uh, if you're there, will you tell them, tell them that you, you heard about them on the GL podcast? Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. So, Schoonover Body Works and Glass sponsoring a Positive Thursday today, and we don't have him on the line yet, but I wanted to tell you guys, uh, I'm going to surprise him today and uh, throw him throw him a curveball. I'll turn on your mic soon. Yeah. I'm going to play a little joke on Schoonover and see how he handles All it. Right. So, uh, GLers, stay tuned. Where That's going to happen a little later. Say, uh... Uh, David from Alexandria, one of the guy. Yeah. He writes, I've been enjoying the best beer I ever had stories. For me, it's hard to narrow down, but I like the simple pleasure of enjoying a beer while umpiring an inning during one of my drinking team softball games. <laughs> it was always my favorite kind of beer, free, courtesy of a teammate who had fouled out or hit into a double play. I think we kept some guys in the team just because they were steady providers. The beer I will always remember, however, is the best beer I never had. My first summer job was cutting and splitting wood for a firewood dealer when I was 15. We worked hard from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., six days a week. The only break we took was when when we cooked up some wild game for lunch, or as I called it, critter of the day. It was tough work. I would wear out both sides of a pair of leather gloves each week. It was the best job I ever had. The beer comes into the story when my boss's brother-in-law came out to see the work site while visiting from the West Coast. While my boss and I worked and sweated our tails off in the hot July sun, this guy sat in the shade and videotaped us while he sipped on an ice-cold beer. (laughs) My boss was as tough as they come, a man of few words, but he said it all when he leaned over to me and said, he really knows how to hurt a guy, doesn't he? <laughs> Even though I had yet to savor my first beer, I instinctively knew what I was missing. And this one says, this is from uh, Lloyd, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you! I don't know if this 
was the best beer ever, but it ranks right up there. Sitting at the Infinity Pool in Puerto Vallarta in February with my lovely oh, wife, boy. listening to the latest episode of Garage Logic. <laughs> This was a Corona and not the kind that makes you ill like some dum-dums think. <laughs> You'll notice the mug is fogged up from how cold the beer was in the 80-degree warmth. Life doesn't get much better than escaping February in Minnesota, having a cold one at the pool with my wife while listening to my favorite podcast. The only thing I was missing was a grilled brat from the Grund. <laughs> keep up the great show, guys, and keep pushing back. Lloyd from Circle Pines. Beautiful. Yeah. We got one uh, via Twitter. I'm glad you brought this up from our guy, uh, the Poet Laureate, Matt Otto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, how about this one for a beer? Rookies, our show just got canceled from the radio while I was having a garage sale beer. That was pretty good. You want six? You want 30 seconds of it? I'll take 30 seconds. I think he had that. more than one, though. <laughs> oh, boy. I think. I'll have to cut this one. Oh, oh, I missed that. We'll gonna, play it. Uh, uh, play it. Leave the bottle. Leave the bottle. Drop in the box. Drop in the box. <laughs> so, do you like basketball? I got some basketballs for sale. What? No. Hello? Hello? Rook. <laughs> I tried to sell some old baseballs. From the Little League. Right? These are Stop. Stop. Rookies Stop. can play with this ball here. Uh, there, people might not know this. So, we, we, we leave the radio in September... Of 2018. And on the last show on the air, he didn't make it because of this pre... Was it? No. no, no well, yeah, he's right. Isn't that the day? I thought that was the day we... That was the day we made the we, formal announcement. We were alerted. Well, we made the announcement. That we were told. Yeah. <laughs> we were alerted. But on that day, uh, he had pre-scheduled... A day off. A day off to attend this or conduct this garage sale. <laughs> yes. So when he heard the news, we got a call from him. Okay. Started over, maybe. Well, that's all right. I can pick it up right, right here. Oh, whoop. <laughs> Let me get that one. Have that's a lost bell a little bit. Like, oh, <laughs> wow. Hey, cheers again. Hey. Hey. You ever see Trading Places with the guy? <laughs> Talk about that. As much as what now? Anytime. You can. You can, You're just. You're just. Oh. You can figure. You can mention that now, huh? Yeah. I will call you every day. <laughs> yeah, you, know, like the show. <laughs> you see the show yet? Yeah. You see the show? I'm going to see the show. How long is the? One hour. Took me an hour to get. How long? One hour. How long? How long is the garage sale going to last? <laughs> Oh, you got Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here starting September 7th. Hey. going to keep going. So, what you know what this does? Huh? This brings nooning to everything must go. Everything must go. I, I uh, believe I got a text from you, uh, Rook, that reads... We want to sell everything. Hey, those are half off over there. Hey, hey, uh, Rookie used to seed his grass with that. That's uh, $5. <laughs> $5. Five bucks. Four. Four. Well, he's negotiating. I think I'm going to get down there. I bet I can get some deals, huh? I think you can. I got a bunch of two-straight crap I got to get rid of. <laughs> How many copies of Waterline did you put up for sale? Oh, my God. Nobody will buy that crap. <laughs> the real rookie's coming out now. Oh, I Whoa. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh. Game, game's going to get you another beer. 
Get the good one. None of that light crap. Hey, don't sass. <laughs> My favorite oh, line of the gym. Oh. What did you want to know? So now he turns it on. What did you want to know? What did I? Uh, you were wondering about Sportscaster Idol. What happened with that? Well, I think we lost your tape. Uh, that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, that's at the fair. Oh, it is? So, do we still got a chance? Can we reapply? <laughs> is there a loophole? Oh, God. I have a loophole. Oh, I can't, I can't write this anywhere. note to myself fast enough. I, we got a we got a loophole. Yeah, you, I can come in Saturdays at seven. Yeah. So what you're or saying, is, Rook, is, or is it Sunday when you uh, when, when you heard the scramble fire at one all three, you you took advantage. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Keep another one on ice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was coffee. I'm an airline pilot. So that's Foster Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta stop now. I'm 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 having trouble. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll check with you well, later you to see. What are you doing on the eighth? What? <laughs> what are you doing on the eighth? <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole the... new day then, isn't it? You want to go to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, oh my God! Good. Let's come back with John. That was pretty. Let's call Schoon over here. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Do that. Let's do that. All right. Schoonover Body Works is our choice here at GL for all auto repairs, and Mike Schoonover is on the line, and today he's not ready for this. Today, Mike, uh, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to ask you 13 rapid-fire questions, and you have to answer them in 45 seconds. You understand what I'm saying, Mike? Yes, I do. (laughs) Are Are you ready? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, Reavers, go ahead. Start the clock. Mike, where's your other location? Uh, we don't have another location, Kenny. Mike, did your dad start the business? No, my grandfather did. Will you help me cheat my insurance company? Absolutely not. Is that your real hair? Absolutely is. <laughs> what's, what's the turnaround time average on most body repairs? Three to five days. Do you offer loaners, or is there a car rental joint nearby? We have Enterprise Car Rental nearby. Can you fix Chris Reavers' stuck-on-parking-brake deal on his Jag? Absolutely. Can you change my oil, rotate my tires, flush all fluids, and install an aftermarket grill that I bought six months ago? Yes. Are the body repairs guaranteed for as long as the person owns the car? They sure are. What's your website? SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. What's the address? 1060 County Road E West in Shoreview. What is your phone number? 651-483-6756. Finally, do you know how to hang up the phone without saying goodbye? Mike? (laughs) 
Mike. <laughs> I think he does. he does. He's our guy, GLers, but and he runs the best body shop do- in the metro. Schoonover Body Works and Glass. The key is he can't do this as a businessman, but does he know how to answer the phone by saying, what? <laughs> well, he's gotten to the habit now. When I call him, he just says, sup, Reavers. Sup. <laughs> sup. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's texting me. Uh, oh, where is it? Well, you find it in the meantime. Here's John Height. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Way to get me out of my comfort zone, yeah. dummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that was fun. Uh, bad news, uh, sports-wise, uh, leads things off here. Uh, if you're going to Twin Spring Training, you can't get autographs. A what? No, a no physical contact oh, rule uh, because of the coronavirus. The team is considering ways to get autographs to fans, but haven't yet finalized a plan of action. The Twins held a team meeting this morning to hear from doctors about precautions. Players were told no high fives, no handshakes, no accepting Sharpies from fans. The ushers and guards at CenturyLink Complex also were alerted. Major League Baseball sent a memo to teams and had phone calls earlier this week to answer questions about policies in dealing with the strain of coronavirus that has spread to the U.S. Did you see, by the way, is it Italy, that they're not going to have any fans? No fans, no school, no nothing. Wow. There was a game uh, in Tokyo the other day where they didn't let fans in a baseball game. Wow. Uh, Why did they bother to play then? Yeah, I I don't know. I I have no idea. Uh, As long as we talked uh, coronavirus there, let's uh, do a couple other coronavirus. I I could have done 20 minutes of coronavirus stories. Please don't. But, John, how do you distill them? Please don't. Well, you, you, I guess you pick what you think would be most interesting to people. Or most credible. Or, well, yeah, most, most credible. All although, right. although, at this point, that's What right. about the crowd that thinks that this is a media creation? I don't, I don't get those people. In no. other words, they, they think that this is just a big deal because the media is making it a big deal. Well, speaking of that, um, a buddy of mine has two sisters, both nurses, and they both say that the flu kills far more people and is far more deadly than this. And if you want to be worried about something, be worried about the flu. And that's from the point of view of a nurse. So Yeah, in, but in, you give this enough time, it could surpass the flu. Well, yeah. Outbreak of... And they actually... It's Dawn uh, McLean up in uh, 107, and they actually gave her grief because she's in the media and she's part of this perpetuating mm. this, the story thing. Yeah. Well, to pretend it's not a story would be ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't help when the president says, I go to work. You'll be all right. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Yeah. The problem, what he apparently does not know, is you can feel pretty decent, but have it yeah. and and spread it to 10 people, one of whom might have terribly compromised health. Like our yes. two people at the U of M. Mm-hmm. What if you were to scratch yourself really bad and your hand started bleeding? That's a, right. that's a different disease altogether, I, I got think, it Joe. Under control. <laughs> it's one of those age spots started bleeding. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> oh, really? I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Suge. <laughs> Gee whiz, I wish I would have known. I wouldn't have said that. That was this one right here. Yeah. Oh, sorry, dude. I got a few more I could go no, after. No, I'm sorry. I, no. I should have known better. The outbreak of coronavirus now has pushed the U.S. death toll to 11 with more than 100. Kenny, feel my palm right there. No, I'm feel not touching it. Oh, look at that. What? I'm not touching that. That's weird. What do you got? Oh, we talked about this before. Oh, Those your bumps? Little, yeah. Your bumps. You've had them. 
You haven't you, John? No. Oh. What's ailing you, Collar? <laughs> uh, anyway. I would be worried if hair started growing out no. of your palm. <laughs> that's, that's when you worry. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence, he's head, of course, of the uh, COVID-19 task force. He's the captain. He's, yep. He's I a, refer to him as the captain. The captain. Yeah. Captain Pence. Yep. He's visiting Minnesota-based 3M today. 3M is under contract with the government to increase mask production. Uh, speaking at the annual American... Wait a minute. I thought you said that they were not a no. while back. He they might have gotten that straightened out. I gotcha. He was going to do a rally, was he not? And decided not to do the rally and to go over to 3M. They, well, they, no, he was always going to 3M, and then he was going to do the rally. But they canceled the rally because he's going to Washington State, where the most serious. The captain's going is. to Ground Zero. I, yes. I, I would go with what John said. Yeah. Uh, but just <laughs> I by did co- from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can assure you this: as we tape this, and it's uh, ten after twelve right now, he's in town right now. Okay, he's here. You're yeah. basing that on your traffic knowledge, right? Yep. Yep. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom late Wednesday declared a statewide emergency due to coronavirus. Washington and Florida have already declared emergencies, and Hawaii also joined them on Wednesday. Although Minnesota doesn't have any confirmed cases of the virus so far, there are eight pending tests here in the state. Dr. Raul Coran, the president of the Minnesota Hospital Association, said they are preparing for what uh, he called a surge of virus patients. State health officials are asking lawmakers to approve $25 million in emergency funding to deal with the threat. Well, Reeves, your wife is a big league nurse. Yeah. And she said, lead your life, mm-hmm. wash your hands, and you're probably all going to get it. it, it it's going to live with us like the flu. Right. She's, that's exactly what she said. Yeah, you yeah. know, My daughter's a big league, or aspiring to be a big league. New, did I say daughter? A you kid did. I used to have. You did say daughter. It, it, yeah. They don't want me to ever mention so I say... <laughs> Do you blame them? No, no. Uh, she essentially is, says the same thing. Yeah. And then I have another kid I used to have who writes for Mike Osterholm. And uh, uh, by no means are we to, to consider this a non-story. It's a story. Yeah. Uh, in Washington State, King County officials recommending employers allow as many people as possible to work from home. Some Seattle-area technology companies, including Microsoft, Redfin, and Textio, had already taken such steps. And Amazon confirmed Tuesday a Seattle employee had been diagnosed with it. Uh, they're asking people to work from home where practical. Well, my other kid, the oldest kid I used to have, just texted and said he's loading up on ammo and food. He's the smart one. <laughs> my uh, my kid just flew into Ground Zero. I know. Just, landed, just landed, landed in, in Seattle. Seattle about an hour ago. They put a big bucket over his head? <laughs> yeah. He was looking for masks. I said, hey, don't work anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's going to be okay. No, nah, they're going to be Everything okay. Everything will be all right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, President Trump. How long is he going to be there? He will be there till next Tuesday. Good Lord. He'll be spending a lot of time in studios, though. So yeah. hopefully well, he won't run They're notoriously there. dirty. Yeah, I know. Uh, President Trump, as you alluded to, Joe, on Wednesday night, uh, seemed to minimize the virus's threat to Americans, accusing the World Health Organization of dispensing inaccurate facts about the outbreak and suggesting that those with the disease would be safe going to work. During remarks on uh, Sean Hannity's program, the president continued to break with his public health officials more dire messaging regarding the crisis and contradicted the WHO, which earlier in the week pegged the mortality rate for the global virus at 3.4%. He said, quote, well, I think the 3.4% is really a false number now, and this is just my hunch, 
But based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, because a lot of people have this and it's very mild, they'll get better very rapidly. They don't even see a doctor. They don't even call a doctor. You never hear about those people, so you can't put them down in the category of the overall population in terms of this coronavirus. Uh, Later, he said, some of them go to work, but they get better. President's comments <laughs> came after the House of Representatives approved an $8.3 billion emergency but spending But isn't that package. basically what you said about uh, China? What? We couldn't trust the numbers anyway yeah. of whatever they were. Well, I trust American numbers. I don't trust commie numbers. China <laughs> would be lying about the numbers. Right. It would be Joe's. Uh, right. Well, I, but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what I'm saying. He just said what you said. What right. did you say? Well, he said the same thing. <laughs> well, what did he say? Well, he said what you've been saying What did all I say then? What did I say? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I wow. said, I don't. <laughs> Holy moly, the percentage of Minnesota high school I'm going to go back to watching I am hockey. Not, here's the deal on Trump. Here we go. Here's the deal on Trump. I'll, I'll be you today, Johnny. Let me write this you. stuff. No. You'll be me for a while and I'll, I'll be, be you. you. Good one. He only sees the coronavirus as something that it might affect him personally, not physically, but causing him an election. So he's trying to tell you, don't worry about it. Well, why? Is I'm making that... it go away by telling you it's not a deal. Oh, well, we all feel the same way. Uh, this could possibly affect me and my potential to earn. I don't care about you numbskulls. Right. I'm he, worried about me. It's all about me. Well, that's that's the American way. Absolutely. Well, God bless America. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her. The percentage of Minnesota high school students who graduated graduated within four years hit its highest level ever in 2019. Ah, they're letting them out. They don't even (laughs) test them. 83.7% of seniors earned their diplomas. Graduation rates also increased statewide for most racial and ethnic student groups, except for the American Indian students, according to data released by the Minnesota Department of Education. Graduation rates in 2019 for black students rose 2.5%. The rates for Hispanic students rose 3.2%. The number of students who dropped out of school last year decreased from 4.6% in 2018 to 4.4% last year. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, I'm sorry. What? Nobody said anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there, Must have been uh, on the tape. Uh, trippy. Uh, <laughs> just keep reading. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren uh, has dropped out of the race in the uh, past hour or so. And uh, she did say at this point she will not be endorsing anybody. She said at some point she might, but at this point she will not. That's shady. So, That's she's She's asking to be courted. She wants to be courted? Yeah, I think so. There was also a... a, a She was feuding feuding with uh, Bernie, though, Mm -hmm. two or three debates ago, Mm -hmm. accusing him of lying about her. uh, Oh, that's right. That's where we got the great bit from the curb with the curb soundtrack in the background. uh, She also said, and I don't want to pick on Elizabeth, but she said she teared up and said, it'll be at least another four years before all the little girls see a woman president, which I thought was kind of a... I mean, I get her point, but... I could see a woman, uh, one of these two, and I would hope it would be Amy being chosen as a VP. Yeah. Well, there's other women too, democratically. Probably Kamala Harris 
Sure. Still out there. Yes, right. Mr. Reavers. Uh, I have a bit of breaking news. I know this is a podcast. A podcast. There's no such thing. Uh, but our buddy <laughs> Dave St. Peter just tweeted out news for you, Mr. Height. Sinclair Broadcast. Broadcast Group and YouTube TV have renewed their license on 19 regional sports networks, ensuring continued access for millions of fans. Wow, so I can switch now back and save some money. But that doesn't help me with Dish Network. No. Well, don't you start streaming, loser. Sinclair, sorry. Let's not go down that road. It's very boring. Yes, sir. (laughs) Well, not to people that stream, Joe. Well. There's that's a lot of them. The if you read, if you read our you. Twitter and email, no, if you read our Twitter Stream, emails, and, I don't know this streaming. Uh-huh. Know. It's his show, John. Yeah. Just yeah, I know. I don't. Why I don't am I arguing with him? Why are you talking Why? to me about the streaming? Just, <laughs> just in case you were waiting for yet another sign of the apocalypse, I'm not. Black-colored rainwater reported by authorities and what? on social media in Satama Prefecture in Japan on March 2nd. Black rainwater. That's got to be pollution-related, though, Really, right? Kenny, you think? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> I thought maybe it was just going to turn black on its own. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I think I made Joe angry, and now you're all suffering for it. Oh, there's a woman holding a jug of it. Sure. On Twitter. I bet it's pollution. Gross. <laughs> The majority of black I tell you. <laughs> majority of black rain reports came from the city of Hasuda, but other affected areas included Ajio, Iwatsuki, and Kuki, also in Satama. It looks like motor oil. It's well it, thank you, Chris. Witnesses said it had the consistency of oil. Wait a minute now, that's a horse of a different color. Yeah, no, we this can't. Isn't, this isn't as lightness in being as water? No, it looks like oil. Yeah, it's no, no, looking like oil and feeling like oil. Well, the consistency to, of the witnesses Well, that, said. the consistency well, means it feels well, like at, oil. Can right. you turn around? I have a photo of it but, right here. There's a giant car in the sky that's leaking oil. <laughs> Rook up there? But oh. If you weigh, motor oil weighs more than, and, than water. Yes, it does. Okay, so... Next story, dum dum. <laughs> uh, parking your truck. Is there any more on that? I'm rather interested. Uh, it in just that. said they checked radiation levels uh, and everything's fine. There's no oh radiation. Boy. Pay no attention so. to the black <laughs> rain. <laughs> We've checked our Geiger counters and everything's great. I didn't even think of radiation. Ugh. Parking your uh, vehicle is becoming a tighter squeeze, apparently, across America. The drive for bigger vehicles is bumping into some physical limitations. Such and I, I had a uh, got that one. Huh? Such and I had a bit of a discussion about this before the show. It's an interesting. Are you going to talk yes, about ma'am. it? Yes, ma'am. Sure. Okay. okay. You just waved them off like you're holding them from running home. Right. I'll move, I'll move <laughs> on. To back to third. <laughs> I'll move on to my uh, next one. Uh, the you know let's go back to a coronavirus story for a minute. Why uh, not? The panic has now spread also in Australia, down under, mm-hmm. uh, where shoppers are stripping shelves of hand sanitation, gel, and toilet paper, which they call, incidentally, from the story, bog roll. Anyway, uh, they don't have any toilet paper. One prepper reported to have pulled a knife on another customer in a toilet paper aisle in West Sydney. Why toilet paper? I don't get this. Uh, well, that's it's a respiratory infection, right? Right. I was in the drugstore yesterday. I did, I did not notice any run on anything. I can. Uh, I have a, a family member who works at Costco. They two days they've run out of toilet paper in the last five, and well, they and they never run out of anything there. No, if don't. you know what I'm saying, I think I do. I've got a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> now uh, we know uh, newspaper sales have gone down. Correct, Joe. Really? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're aware of that. Don't make them mad. Well, this is all part of this story. The NT News in Australia sees an opportunity here. Uh, they describe themselves as a newspaper gone rogue. They tweeted out, we are printing a special eight-page lift-out 
of toilet newspaper tomorrow in case you can't find any at the shops. Huh? Yeah, I didn't see some of some more papers. But that's so scratchy. Your well, fingers pushed Well, through. as a matter of fact, they wouldn't say whether the toilet newspaper differed in any way from regular newspaper. The resurrection of the Pioneer Press. Toilet paper form. <laughs> in which case, of course, you probably wouldn't want to be flushing it down your uh, toilet. No. Or as they called it in this story from Australia, your dunny. D-U-N-N-Y. So. Them Australians got some weird words, don't they, John? They really do. Yeah. Mate. KSTP has a really cool video on their Twitter account of Air Force One landing at the airport that I'm watching right now. It's probably Air Force Two. Yep. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. That's yeah. okay. Air Force Two. You're all right. A Scottish wolf farmer, uh, this is a weird story also, is pleaded guilty to animal abuse after he was caught on video punching two sheep in the face. Well, what'd they say to him? 59-year-old William Brown was fined the equivalent of $715 under Scotland's Animal Health and Welfare Act after he admitted to causing unnecessary suffering to two rams on his farm in Penicuke, south of Edinburgh, in 2018. The investigation conducted by the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals... Scottish SPCA chief inspector said he hoped the fine will serve as a warning that this behavior is not acceptable. He will fully be aware that sheep experience fear and can perceive humans as a threat. He says violently lashing out at the sheep will spread fear amongst the rest. So it hasn't been reported what what happened, what led him to punch these two. I love Scotland. No, not really. I just love it. All right. Minnesota United, Delaware North announced new food and beverages. Did Rook know about this at the Allianz Stadium? No. He missed it, huh? I guess. New partners include the Free House, the Grand Old Creamery, Captain Morgan. The Free House will feature a portable concession stand and items such as their popular Rotobird Baguette. Grand Old Creamery will offer four popular flavors, including a dairy-free option of their raspberry sorbet. Fans can also find Captain Morgan served throughout the stadium. Cub Foods and Summit Brewing have also teamed up to serve a Cub Summit EPA beer broad. That'll be available at the Cub Grill Portable Concession Stand. Uh, most of the beverage, food and beverage partners return in 2020 that they had before. Hot Indian, Brasa, Stoli Vodka, etc., etc., etc. Allianz Field will also continue to host local guest chefs in the premium areas of the stadium. Uh, guest chefs, one, two, three, seven of them will make appearances this season at Allianz Field. John, I rudely took from you the uh, story about the American garage is no longer big enough to accommodate the ever-increasing size of SUVs and uh, pickup trucks. And it occurs to me that that's another benefit from an e-bike or a scooter from EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. They fit anywhere. If you put them under the steps, if you got steps in your garage, there's usually a little crawl space under the steps. Yep. You stick the bike right there for the winter. Heck, bring, right it now, in, bring it in the house. Right now, if you get an e-bike, uh, don't quote me on this, but tell them you want them to store it until the end of March. I think they will. See what they say anyway. Tim Bloom's got a really great shop. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Uh, Bintelli e-bikes, scooters. Full line of Yamaha motorcycles, uh, ATVs, side-by-sides, helmets, and apparel in great service. If you uh, purchase your ride from EcoFun and it needs service, Tim sends a truck through town once a day, picks up your ride, takes it back to Forest Lake, services it, and returns it to you. It's very convenient. Uh, All these vehicles, whether they're an electric bike or a scooter or a Yamaha motorcycle, 
they all turn errands into adventures. It's a really fun, and it's very, very economical and great gas mileage on those scooters, by the way, about 75 miles to the gallon. So you're really sticking it to the man <laughs> at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh, let's talk about 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Uh, if you go in, make sure you introduce yourself to Todd and to Tom. They are the longtime owners of that establishment. They are also huge fans of GL. But take your family there. Go for brunch this weekend, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., both Saturday and Sunday. Their brunch is outstanding. If you need a Bloody Mary or an Irish coffee, they're happy to accommodate that as well. They're a great spot for lunch, for dinner, happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m., Tuesday through Friday. Their happy hour menu features a number of different $5 items, including all of their draft beer and a lot of really cool food uh, on that menu as well. Check out their entire menu. They are a scratch Midwest kitchen based in the heart of downtown Hopkins. The website, 30bales.com. You can see all their entire menu online, and please let them know that the GL Podcast sent you in. How good would a bloody be right now? Will they deliver? I've never liked them. Oh, really? Really? No. Oh, I want a big old pickle. Bloody Mary with gin is outstanding. Across America, the drive for bigger vehicles is bumping into physical limitations. SUVs and pickups are getting so large that they're struggling to fit into some home and parking garages and public parking spaces. Homeowners need to think twice about purchasing larger vehicles while parking lot operators are starting to charge oversized fees to accommodate big SUVs and trucks. Mm. SUVs like the Chevy Suburban and Ford Expedition and pickups like Fiat Chrysler's Ram are examples of popular vehicles that have grown in size in recent years, testing parking limitations. When (laughs) Kristen Trevino moved to her new home in the Dallas area recently, she ran into a problem. Her 2016 Ford F-150 did not fit in the garage. Undeterred, she bought the 2019 model. That one also didn't fit. It's too tall and too long, she said. Now she keeps it parked in the driveway. Uh, I I find a tremendous disconnect in this story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's there's something missing in this story. uh, (laughs) And I looked for it. (laughs) The sedan... The, the the sedan is fading from the car landscape. It is. And people are... Uh, Joe, just this week they announced no more uh, no more Impala. Right. Chevy that, Impala. Yeah. Uh, Pontiac's gone. Uh, yep. Oldsmobile's gone. Yep. The, uh, and consumers are favoring, in ever-increasing numbers, SUVs and trucks. This flies in the face of the hectoring crowd warn us that the end is near which what what does that tell us that the american public uh is tuned out to the uh to the hectoring mob which i find which i find comforting uh although i don't find it comforting if i couldn't get the damn thing in the garage <laughs> uh, i was curious about why she bought a second one wouldn't at that point wouldn't you have measured at least to see john well, yesterday we had a woman one. we had a woman watering a plastic plant uh, for no two years. she didn't buy one because she's stupid she bought one because it was worth it and she didn't care okay 
Nowadays, what? people buying Dodge Rams, Ford pickups that don't fit, and they'll park them outside. The difference here is that an electrical vehicle, you need to plug it in. It's not going to spend 50, 60, 70, 80 grand on a vehicle and then have to run some extension cord outside the garage or an outside outlet. Parking any vehicle in a driveway or on the street exposes it to potential damage from weather, vandalism, or theft. What's the biggest uh, what's the biggest threat to the uh, to the finish of a car? Uh, rain? Nope. Tree sap? Nope. Sun? The sun. Mm, the sun. sun. Look mm. at the headlights on that yeah, I know. tin can you're driving. <laughs> uh, and the trucks are getting bigger. Uh, Tesla apparently is making that big cyber truck. That won't fit in the garage, apparently. Uh, even the biggest SUVs and pickup, pickups can technically technically squeeze in many homeowners pack shelving tools and other items into their garages to reduce the amount of space to store their vehicles. Uh, If you look at a Suburban or a Ford Expedition, they're huge and I'm not so sure they would fit. I even looked at one of those once and I'm not so sure. I don't even know who I'm quoting. Uh, I didn't know, uh, I don't, I didn't know about the uh, parking lots charging additional fees for large, uh, for large vehicles. Which is ludicrous. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, but I just find this fascinating that the the market is providing ever more SUVs and trucks, and th- this at a time when uh, the political class is railing against such things. Right, we need electric mm-hmm. vehicles. The, right. the the truth of the matter is, uh, uh, the engine in a brand new Ford or Chevy right now or a Chrysler product. Uh, is far more efficient than your 1998 Toyota Camry. And uh, Kenny and I were talking off air. uh, We both believe that if you're going to pour your research into something, continue to pour it into the continued improvement of the internal combustion engine. They spend millions on researching and developing electric vehicles to no avail because the cost of these vehicles makes them prohibitive. Therefore, therefore all they do is lose money. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, technology is, is uh, we're at the point now, technologically speaking, where these gas engines, um, fossil fuel engines, are getting better every year, more efficient. And it, it, it's better, it, it helps their bottom dollar. Such Chevy made the best electric vehicle out there. And it's gone. Right. They pulled it. The Volt. Right. They, they pulled it. It costs too much to make. While larger vehicles may pose some inconveniences, Americans don't seem too bothered by it, at least if the vehicle's being introduced by automakers or any indication. In fact, several recent announcements suggest vehicles are likely to continue getting bigger. General Motors announced that it will re- that will it will revive the Mammoth Hummer as an electric pickup truck under the GMC brand. Ford is also poised to show off a redesigned F-150 later this year, and it's likely to be bigger than the previous generation. George Augustatus, director of automotive industry and economic analysis, speculated that Ford may even consider bringing back the Excursion nameplate as the biggest SUV in its lineup, despite the fact that the Expedition has grown significantly in recent years. Everything's getting bigger, he said. We never quite know where the end is going to be. People buy what they want to use, whatever their personal reasons are, however it fits in their life, they've decided it's worth it to them. That's not critical, it's just a fact. This is a long, long USA Today story, and the ray of hope for Positive Thursday is that never once has climate change been named 
in this story. Oh, good point. But that's that's the disconnect that I struggle with. Uh, I I personally don't mind uh, what whatever anybody drives because uh, I'm not worried about climate change because the climate has always changed and always will. Uh, what I wish more and more euphorians would would learn and understand and appreciate is the miracle that results from a gallon of gasoline. A miracle. It truly is. A it, miracle. It truly is. I well, While you were talking there, I had to rush to my desk because I, unfortunately, I threw it away. I had been sitting on this article about the Hummer and the electric Hummer for a couple of months because it was so fascinating. The cost on this thing, and they haven't named the cost yet, is just going to be outrageous. And the torque and the speed... And the zero to 60 speed on yeah. one of these giant heavy Hummers, I don't think that consumers are ready or should be able to drive one of these things. You're driving what amounts to a train with unlimited acceleration. Yeah, it's but insane. who can afford it? Arnold Schwarzenegger. R- right. right. It's going to be a six-figure vehicle. Not only that, but it's going to be super dangerous. I mean, can you imagine going from zero to 60 in four seconds in a a Hummer? In a vehicle that big? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Well, it'd be fun. (laughs) It'd be fun, but I don't think that's something that needs to be in the hands of consumers. It's just too big. Well, I don't, I'm all for the consumer buying whatever the consumer needs, but I just, I'm just terribly intrigued that despite Despite the finger-wagging we all suffer from every day, the American consumer is paying no attention to it. And the manufacturers are listening to the consumer. They're not listening to the Mm, finger-waggers. I think it's fantastic. uh, Ironically, I'm a small car fan. (laughs) Well, there's nothing... Except for winter. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's awesome because, you know, that little V, that Volkswagen you had... Oh, I wish I still had it. Oh, I what have, an awesome I have, car. I have seller's remorse. But I like small and nimble, which is why, seriously, I've already talked about Schmelz, which is why I like the Golf, the Volkswagens, the Fiats, the Alfa Romeo Giulia is a sedan, but it's a proper, proper sedan. It's not that But big. it's practical for your current lifestyle. I can't get away with driving something like that. Well, i got the, kids to haul the around. The CP's got the big grocery hauler for right. kids and stuff. Yeah, I'm not driving that. And, and Such, let's face <laughs> it, if I load up my electric uh, truck, and I've got a four-place snowmobile trailer on back, and I leave, I leave here at two in the morning, destination Montana. That ain't gonna work, <laughs> right? It just ain't gonna work. Right, it's right. gonna take me three days, right? No, I'm all. Uh, I, I think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. I think it's a ray of hope on a Thursday that, uh, despite these uh, admonishments that we all have to endure every day from the political class uh, and the Greens and the hysterians that. Uh, that the American, the typical American, is not paying any attention to it <laughs> at all. No. I think you're also seeing that in primary election results. And, and that I the think... typical American is not paying any attention to uh, the repulsive likes of Bernie Sanders, who's trying to turn the country we're into a nation s- that it was never it, intended to be. We're Absolutely. seeing it in District Five, yep. locally, yep. by who they've elected. You you threw me a curveball there. Uh, a lot of no, I know that. They don't pay attention. They're oh yeah, the progressive young woman. They're, she's going to get reelected in a landslide. I know, but to but to keep to keep my theme on the same line, you would have said that someone in District Five would have been elected who's not Ilhan Omar. No. See, see, but you, you did the opposite. But you did the, the fact, opposite. The fact. Where's of, the scan bucket? No, yeah, it, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on. No, you you left the theme. The theme being that the American <laughs> public here. is rejecting. 
the conventional hectoring of the political class. And you said, yeah, look what they did in Congressional District 5. No, no, no. They 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 didn't ignore the hectoring. They they elected this Ilhan Omar person. Huh. And that's how Trump got elected, and that's how even if Bernie wins the nomination, he doesn't stand a chance because middle America, flyover country, the people who live the furthest away from the world's tallest buildings still call the shots in this country. Well, that's what I think we're discovering yep. with stories like this. Yep. Oh. Get me a big pickup truck. That's what I need. Hell to the yes. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. in District 5. Right. Honest to God. Still trying to. You know. yeah, I thought I was going along with that. Well, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of Priuses and electric cars in my district. Might have taken a left turn when you guys were all taking a right. Uh, almost break glass smoke, Luckies. We got another Hollywood scientist with an extensive science background. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Oh, God. Oh, she's, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, she's a Sanders supporter yep. because she's not educated. Uh, says, if Trump wins in 2020, we will face extinction and destruction of the planet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> unless we unless we elect Democrats. Because Democrats are caring and loving yes. and inclusive. They're altruistic. <laughs> they only care about their neighbor. They don't really, uh, really have any flaws whatsoever. Uh, and they're the only people who care about the planet. Right. Uh, evil Republicans or conservatives, conservatives absolutely do not care about the planet. Hate it. Just hate it. They throw <laughs> cigarettes out the window and pop cans and bottles, and, and they buy great big pickup trucks. And Sometimes they go to the bathroom outdoors. SUVs. <laughs> Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you! you. Joe, I provide maintenance on a stack of rental properties. Some of them are college rentals. I received a text from one of them last week. Quote, our carbon monoxide detector is bad. Need a new one. Not running into a lot of bad carbon monoxide detectors, I asked the young man why he thinks it's bad. The fire department told me. The alarm in the upstairs unit started beeping because of a low battery. The three boys upstairs didn't know what to do, so they called the girls downstairs to get some instruction. The girls downstairs called the fire department. No. Very discouraging. Uh, As for the potato and the light sock, uh, you guys, Reavers, pay attention to the show. As for the potato and the light (laughs) socket, that's an urban legend. Cut the power and start twisting it out with a needle nose. No, no, no. I've done it. No, No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. It's an urban legend. You've never done it. (laughs) I have done it. You've never done it. You think you've done it, and you think it sounds interesting. (laughs) Should I go home and do it? But John and I do it the right way. Uh, Yeah, needle Needle nose. nose. Cut the power, needle nose. Bing, bang, boom. You know what? I'll go home. I'll take a baseball bat to one of my incandescents (laughs) in the shop, and I'll do it for you. Plus, I'm not wasting any food. Uh, well, you can always cook the potato. No, I, I remember <laughs> doing this as a. It was in the Boy Scout handbook, the manual. It's wrong. They're we wrong. had to do it as a project. No, you didn't do it though. I've done it recently. But you think you've done it? I mean, based <laughs> on how you uh, behaved over the years, you think I believe you that you actually did it? There's a YouTube video of somebody doing it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. didn't happen, John. Well, they're wrong. That's not a right. That's it's improper. <laughs> You recall yesterday, I really was very clumsy at it, but I was citing the fellow in the Wall Street Journal named David Wilkes, who coincidentally happened to be an African-American yeah. who required it. He, he acquired his dream car. He's the head of the University of Virginia. That Pantera. Uh, medicine department, yeah. the Pantera. Uh, uh, Jared writes, 
Joe, you seem to have a tough time getting to your point about the David Wilkes story. I didn't think you did. Well, I think this guy's going to help me even better. What I think you were trying to say is that with all the news we see via papers, television, and social media, combined with the loud minority of far-left people on social media spewing their opinions constantly, you'd be led to believe that this story is not possible in America. If you believe the picture that is painted about our country, then it would seem to be impossible for a black man to work his way up to be a prominent doctor, raise a family, and ultimately get his dream car. You'd think that only white privileged people can do that. I hope this helps loyal listener here's, Jared. Here's it the helps deal. a great deal, Jared, and thank you. But Joe, you already know this. Good news doesn't sell. Give me a break. I, I who know, wants, who I know. cares about good news? And Tom Lyman, <laughs> uh, writing to us from Chennai, India, uh, sent me a link a YouTube link to the 1946 Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. Oh. And it is fascinating, and I was surprised that the skill level it was really great. Are they playing it on a pond or No, somewhere? at the St. Paul Auditorium. Oh. Uh, Reeves? Yes, sir. What do I, how do I tell people to go see this themselves? It's a YouTube there's okay. a lot of numbers. How about if he just throws a link on the website or yep. Twitter? But it's a lot of lot of numbers yeah. and initials. Well, and you still have the email, I'm I, sure. I accidentally did, deleted it. Well, we can, we the, can still get it. What's, what's the, the type into YouTube? The, yeah, but look at what you'd have to type in. Well, no, no, but, but, Joe, but there should just be a have to hockey tournament, that. whatever. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we could probably find we it We could right do now. it. Come on, Joe. I'm on YouTube right now. Me too, Joe. What do you want me to do? A lot of pressure. What are you asking for me to look up? It says, wah, wah, wah. What, YouTube. What, what, is, what is the video, Joe? 1946 State Tournament. There you go. Minnesota Thank you. Hockey State Tournament. Would it be that simple? Of yes. course it is. Have you used YouTube before, sir? <laughs> what does Tom Lyman do? He must just travel the world. <laughs> one email's from Ireland. The next one's from India. 948 views. I found it right here. Yeah, okay. This is cool. It's very cool. And the skill level wow. surprised me. So is this... The kids are scrawnier than today. The kids are scrawny. But their skating uh, skills are uh, admirable. Nobody's What's, wearing a helmet, right? Well, there's some helmets. Is I was surprised at that, too. Is this the athletic club? Yes. Oh, cool. Now, what the athletic club has to do with it, I don't know. It shows a bunch of evil white males in business suits going into the athletic club for lunch. Well, the video I'm seeing, no one's wearing a helmet, including the goalie. Well, I thought I saw a kid with a helmet on. Well, the, the one I cardboard helmet. The one I found. There's nobody wearing a helmet. Huh. Everybody, I love. You know what I love about this? I haven't gotten to the hockey yet. I'm still looking at people walking out. Everybody's dressed so nice. John, when the when the North Stars opened in the fall oh, of 1967, everyone to, wore a suit and tie. You well, had to just, cast just that like one, old huh? World Series games. Well, yeah. look at the it's 1965 like when we used World to fly. Series. Yeah, when we fly, it was a bad, bad Well, yeah, tie, people like you get on the plane and you look like you just came yeah, from the dump, and yeah, you think, "What the yeah. hell? I think I'll fly to Vegas." Yeah, Nobody's it's, wearing it's, I mean, I like to look comfy. I, you know, jeans. I love jeans. I love t-shirts, but it just. Can we start wearing pajamas to work? No. Oh God. No. <laughs> Hail the flashlight kid. Hail you. you. Dear Mayor, as a mayor, you have many responsibilities. Yes, I do. I'm sure it's tough to stay on top of these responsibilities and continue such a high level of success day in and day out. <laughs> this guy's a BS. Therefore, no I feel it is my civic duty that is, as a citizen of Gumption County to remind you to announce the historic lake ice out date records oh. when the time comes. Oh, As I have been driving around the Twin Cities, I'm seeing more and more melting of the ice on various lakes. 
Keep pushing back and good luck, Pete. Pete, don't you worry. I'm your man. And the minute I have the first ice out date of the year, you will hear it here, even though it drives my team crazy. There's a little open spot on Lake Hiawatha where Minnehaha Creek drains into it. Yeah, I don't count lakes. I like was that. driving, Kenny, you'll love this. I was driving down to my folks in Faribault the other day, and some guy had his plow on the western part of Cannon Lake. And I thought, should you leave it out there? I mean, I get using Maybe it for it's storage. Guess when this plow falls through the ice? <laughs> <laughs> it might end well, up being that way. I've told you guys this. That's how my ancestors got rid of crap they didn't want. Pull Just, it out on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you a car in White Bear. I know where there's a car. That's really? So awesome. Yeah, about a 1953 Chevy, and it was part of a deal in Willerney. Guess when the car goes through the ice? Oh, they course. didn't have it chained up, huh? Oh, it's down there. You can see it. <laughs> it's still there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're kidding. No. They used to do that in Elbertville, that little lake uh, in Elbertville. They, I, I'd see a car there. They haven't, oh, done, yeah. they haven't done it in years. Well, I'm so. sure it violates oh, all sorts sure. of environmental yeah. ordinances. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back shortly. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. This guy doesn't move. Are you going to share this tip? This is like when you have... <laughs> no, listen, this is helpful. When you have the hiccups and Don't some... Move. No, you have the hiccups. Somebody needs to ask you what your middle name is. You answer. I didn't know that. Hiccups gone. Really? I think what just happened off the air is worth <laughs> sharing. <laughs> Howard Clary's right. I guess not. Uh, he's <laughs> linking I me. Guess we're going to skip it. He's linking me to an interesting article about Rosie the Riveter. A Riveter, Bernie, sure. uh, is someone with a rivet gun who connects two pieces of metal. Bernie, that's how that works. Uh, <laughs> women played an enormous part in the war effort during World War II. Of course they did, and this is a piece about... Uh, a 95-year-old woman named Rosalind P. Walter has passed. She was the first Rosie the Riveter. She grew up in a wealthy and genteel Long Island, New York home. Yet when the United States entered World War II, she cho- chose to join millions of other women. This is what you do, Bernie. You pitch in. She chose to join millions of other women in the home, home front crusade to arm the troops with munitions, warships, and aircraft. She worked the night shift driving rivets into the metal bodies of Corsair fighter planes, plant Corsair fighter planes at a plant in Connecticut. Wow. All day long, whether rain or shine, she's part of the assembly line. She's making history, working for victory. Rosie Burr, the riveter, keeps it sharp. Look out for sabotage, sitting up there on the fuselage. That little frail can do more than a male can do. Rosie Burr, the riveter. Cool. Yeah, I made that up. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, no, sure I did not did. make it. I didn't did make it, Joe. John, we were wondering before, yeah. uh, the Blake School is uh, Rob McClanahan's team. Uh, is in the tournament playing Maple Grove. 3-2 uh, right now. As we speak, 15 minutes left in the game. Blake up 3-2 over Maple Grove. And I wondered, who who was the school named for? It was named for a fellow named, named William McKendry Blake. Okay. Uh, he originally came from Indiana. He went to uh, college at DePauw University. That's D-E-P-A-U-W. Right. That's in Greencastle, Indiana. Right. Uh, he had numerous teaching and principal positions in Indiana, Rockport, Evansville, uh, until 1899. 1904, he moved to Minneapolis with his wife. Uh, I could not find out why, but I'm assuming to teach uh, because he was a teacher and a principal. And in 1907, he uh, started the school. 
So well, that's, I, I that's wonder how it was from. funded. Usually schools well, are named after rich guys. Uh, with the help of, a, he did that in 1907. And uh, three years later, Charles Bovey, a local businessman, wanted to reform Blake, uh, put it in the same plane as Eastern Preparatory School. With the help from Blake, Bovey asked 16 other local business leaders to contribute 2500 bucks each toward the school's first capital drive. In 1911, those original folks hired Charles Newton, a Princeton and a Harvard alumni, to replace Blake as headmaster. Uh, but uh, that's the school, and that's how it was funded to start with. Thank you. There you go. His Six- wife, by the way, a, f- a fine writer, apparently, too. Catherine Evans Blake was her name. Thank so. you. Huh. Uh, 64 degrees is the forecasted high for this Sunday. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't say grilling weather, I don't know what does. That'll only be what? This is uh, March 5, 6. That'll be March 8th. March 8th, you could be out grilling in your shorts and T-shirt. After we spring forward. After you go to Grunhofer's. Mm -hmm. Go to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. You can be like uh, Reavers and bring home a pre-made oven-ready meatloaf and then just snarf it down in one sitting. That's right. Just inhale the damn thing. In fact, I believe that's what they recommend at Grunhofer's. They'll teach you how to grill, and they'll say, eat the whole meatloaf. I prefer to bring home the brats for grilling the burgers, the steaks, the chops, the smoked salmon, the jerky. Uh, new beer cheese, beef, uh, uh, cheese curd, bacon, green onion, cheddar cheese brats, 14 kinds of summer sausage. Johnny made a run up last weekend. Uh, are you going this weekend, Reeves? You, I, you don't know yet. I'm not sure yet, but, but I, I do want to. the rule is you have to, to call everybody. I will text everyone, but yes. You, and if you do, you'll have an experience like Height did where you'll meet fellow GLers. Yes. In the store, outside the store, in the parking lot, chewing on jerky. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> I, it's know, just amazing. Speaking of that, I bought a pound of sweet and heat jerky, and I was going to bring some in for you guys, but I ate it all. It's gone. It's, gone. it's already gone. You should have picked. I, I wish I would have uh, asked you to bring home some salmon. That's the, I really love their salmon. It <laughs> is pretty good. Or ham that you eat with your fist. <laughs> Both hands. Both hands. While Both you're hands. driving, which is amazing. So do you care to be challenged today? It's Positive Thursday. None of these numbskulls have challenged you. Oh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, Highway 61 in Hugo. And we all know where it's at. We're yeah. GLers. Yeah. We're not dumb. What do you want to challenge me about? Uh, headline, <laughs> you financial law professor who lied to the IRS will keep his job job. How do you put a positive spin on that? I don't. I saw this today. Uh, and he's going to con- uh, collect his salary of $170, $820. Uh, and I guess he's only going to not get paid for four weeks. And he uh, he lied to the IRS in order to hide nearly six hundred grand in income. Well, I, this tells you all you need to know about the failed academy that he's kept on as a professor of law wow. when he broke the law. Well. Edward S. Adams has been on paid leave. <laughs> been on paid leave. <laughs> Which, in my world, that translates to vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been on paid leave since the U.S. Attorney's Office filed an indictment in 2017. That's a nice vacation. He's been on paid wow. leave for three years. Yep. The U.S. Attorney's Office alleging a, he masterminded a multi-million dollar embezzlement scheme. Unbelievable. How is he not in jail? He's a tenured member of the law school, and specifically one who specializes in teaches in financial subjects, (laughs) including corporate finance and secured secured information. Uh, this is, you know what he's probably arguing? I had to give this a try to see if I'm teaching the right way. <laughs> That's, yeah. You're right. There's yeah. your positive. <laughs> I want to take his class. And it not only worked out for me, I got three years worth of salary from these saps. Wow. I thought I the had you. The saps being us, the taxpayers. <laughs> well, yes. I thought I had you, but you're no, right. That's right. It's a fantastic. You know what it is? 
It's active teaching that only can be done by tenured people because only tenured people can take the risks that are necessary to advance academic <laughs> achievement. Oh, man. There it is. And this guy did it. There's your I'll positive show you kids. Thursday. I'll show you kids how to. Here's what happens if you do this, kids. <laughs> what a. Thanks, GLers. I'm going to Fratelloni's. you got to get yourself a new grill. Well, I'm working on it. Yeah. Fratelloni's Ace Harvard Garden Stores, that is. Yours is, uh, what, Grand? Grandendale's. Grandendale is your store. Kenny, which one is yours? Lake Street, and I don't do gas grills. I do charcoal, and they are well stocked with charcoal. You know, my frats is in the heart, you could argue, is in the heart of euphoria. Okay. But it's loaded with GLers. Nice. Yeah. The people who work there, for sure, are GLers. Johnny? Round Lake Boulevard and Bunker. And mine's, in, in Andover. Mine's Eden Prairie. That's as far west as Mike and the family will go. <laughs> and I had to negotiate that one. Also, don't forget to uh, rate and review the show on iTunes and also download the Pod MN app. And special thanks to uh, Mike Schoonover for uh, not dumping me as an endorser and remaining friends with us here at GL. And uh, thank you for sponsoring Positive Thursday, Mike.